0: So good to be here and to be able to spend this time with you. Hope that you're doing well, that you've been keeping healthy healthy and safe at home and enjoying this time of fellowship in in the Word and in Song. Please open your Bible Is the Word Place, the Book of Acts, chapter sixteen. The book of Acts, chapter sixteen. Title of the message this evening is Change of Direction. The change of direction. Acts chapter sixteen. In the world of technology, there is a new development called hypersonic sound that was developed HSS that was developed by Helwood Woody Norris, that engineer sound wave that could travel like laser beams for about hundred and fifty yards or even more. This allows sounds to be heard by a person in a particular place, but not by those immediately around them. You could be listening to music or specific instructions, while those standing next to you would be left in total silence. If you move out of the tightly formed path of this unique sound wave, you too will be unaware of this noise. You know... God's communication with us is very similar to these sound waves. We must be in the right place to hear the Holy Spirit, and when we're there, the message is clear. As we move away from the pathway, his voice be, of His voice, we will become unaware of the fact that He's trying to communicate with us, and consequently, we will lose out on the message. It is therefore easier. To listen to the Holy Spirit during worship time or preaching than in the middle of a rock concert or a football game on Sunday morning. In Acts chapter 16, beginning with verse 5, um, we're going to go into the passage that most of us will know as the Macedonian call that refer to a God-given vision that directed the route Paul took in his second missionary journey, that takes from Acts chapter 15, 39, to Acts chapter 18, to the 22nd verse. Paul's plan to visit and strengthen the churches he had planted in the ancient province of Galatia during his first journey. After that, he hoped to take the gospel to unchurched regions in that area. But Paul and his companions, Silas and Timothy, had plans that head directly west But the Bible says that they were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Please read with me, the you would, please. Acts chapter 16, beginning with verse 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Verse 6. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Misha, they are to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. The Spirit made it plain to them that they were not to go either southwest portion of Asia Minor, and even when that did not result, they decided to go north to Bithynia, located in the certain coast of the Black Sea. And there, the spirit of Jesus would not allow them. So the missionaries, this missionary team, decided to go to the region of Misha and came to the seaport of Troas, that it was last in their option, in their original plans. One of the things we see here, though, before we continue, is that it is, it is evident that this missionary team was sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The route they took relied heavily on the direction of the Holy Spirit and prayer. If they had followed their their original plans, their work would have been confined to Asia Minor, which is today modern Turkey. But as the Spirit closed doors, the missionaries continued to seek direction for their journey. After being redirected twice, because twice the Spirit said no, Paul was at a standstill in Troas, the eastern coast of the Aegean Sea. And it was there at that stop where Paul got the vision, the Macedonian call. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. Look at verse Eight and nine with me if you would please. And they passing by Misha came down to Troas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying. Come over into Macedonia and help us. This vision was the clear direction they needed. In their missionary journey. They knew that God was compelling them to go into that region. To preach the gospel. You know, we don't know how, and it's difficult to understand how and what method did God use to stop them for this, when the spirit say no. It, was, it is difficult to, to, to understand how this happened, maybe, through a word of prophecy, or the inward speaking of the Holy Spirit, or by circumstances. But one way or the other, Paul and his company got the message. Ephesus will come later. It was not in God's timing. God had other plans. At the time, Paul probably had no idea at the greatness of God's purpose in change in the change of direction. God wanted to give him a continent for Jesus to give him a personal doctor, and to give all of us the man who God would use to write more of the New Testament than anyone else. You know, God knows what he's doing when he says no. God knows what he's doing when he says no. No is not a word that we like very much. We like to stick to our plans. We like to frame things and 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 work the plan. Plan to work and work the, the plan. But when God says no, over we hear no, we sometimes balk at it or even reject it. Go in your Bible, if you would please, to Psalm, this 32nd Psalm in the Old Testament. The 32nd Psalm verse 8. The 32nd Psalm, verse 8. God knows what he's doing when he says no. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou should go. I will guide thee with my eye. I will instruct thee. I will teach thee. I will guide thee with my eye in the way you should go. In Psalm 37... You might know this verse, 37 verse 23, Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delight in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delight in his way. You know, it's one thing I will love to for myself, I know that you too, that it that will be God who order my steps and not me, myself. Very interesting verse in the book of Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17. Isaiah 48, verse 17 The Lord says, thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, the only one of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teach thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou should go. I am your Redeemer. I am the Holy One of Israel. I am your Lord, your God, the all-knowing, the all-powerful powerful who teaches you to profit. God will lead us and God is leading Paul in a way where it's going to be more profitable for the gospel who leads you in the way you should go. Proverbs, book of Proverbs chapter 26 sorry Proverbs 16 Proverbs 16 verse 3 Commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. All my works, what is my job, my business, my study, my family, my marriage, my children, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. I will know how to think right, I will know how to make decisions. We all face decisions. Daily, big decisions, small de- decisions in all different areas of life. Commit those to the Lord. And then they will be established. Going back to Acts chapter 16, I want you to notice something very interesting. Uh, new partner joined in verse 10. In verse 8 of the narrative, you could read the following. In verse 8. And they, is talking to the third person, and they passing by Misha came down to Troas. But in verse 10, in verse 10, we read, and after that he has seen the vision immediately, and then he said, we, we endeavor to go. The writer of the book of Acts include himself in this mission. At the beginning was just Paul, Silas, and Timothy. But now at Troas, whether Luke was there, because he's the writer of the book of Acts, or he joined them there, joined the team into this unknown region that they were about to go into where God was leading them to go. Paul didn't set out to go to Troas. It was at least his third choice, but by the Holy Spirit... He was there because God planned for him to be there. Paul's beautiful response to the Holy Spirit, Spirit was this. He was willing to lay down his will and his plans for the direction that the Holy Spirit brings. So important. Willing to lay down my goals, my plans for the direction of what the Holy Spirit brings Paul was guided by indrance. you know the Holy Spirit often guides us much into closing doors as he does by opening doors David Livingston wanted to go to China but God sent him to Africa and we know how the word of God and his ministry impacted that entire continent William Carey wanted to go to Polynesia, but God guided him to India. Adoniram Hudson went to India, but God then guided him into Burma. You see, God guided us along the way to just the right place where we should be. Let me ask you this question. What about you? What about you? Can you tell or see the hand of God guiding your life through his word, through prayer, and through the circumstance or by people that he put in your life? Can you see and tell, this is God guiding me? Or do you still rely on your plans? Or do you still rely on how bright, intelligent, um, quick you are to... To, to gather information and come up with a formula with a plan with a successful for a successful endeavor what is the guiding force behind any move you do what is the guiding force professional advancement money likes or dislikes benefits I'm going to switch job because this job is offering me more money, even though it's going to take me away from Sunday morning, even though it's going to take me away from Wednesday night service, even though it's going to take me away from my family. I'm going to move down to this region because I like this, er- this, er- this, er- this area more, even though I haven't found a church, or I don't even know that is there a church there where I can serve and grow. What is the guiding force in any move you do? And last question for now. Does the gospel have any weight in our decisions? Does the gospel have any weight? Do we consider the gospel as part of our decision making? Or is it just emotion? Or is it just self-centered? Go if you would please to Jeremiah chapter 9. Book of Jeremiah, chapter 9, verse 23. Jeremiah, chapter 9, verse 23. We read. Thus said the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glory, glory in this, that he understand and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, said the Lord. No, the wise man, the one that thinks, that has this, that worldly wisdom, that understand, that read of the intellectual, don't glory in that. Don't glory in the fact that you feel you're strong and healthy and can face life and go this distance because you have a strong character and will and you have seen worse days and you can face the future no matter what. No. Don't glory in that. Don't glory in the fact that we have, you have houses and cars and a job, a good paying job or money in the bank or you have riches. You establish, you prosper. No, glory in the fact is we're gonna glory, glory in the fact that we know the Lord. That we understand the Lord. Glory in the fact that his grace is abundant to us. Glory in the fact that he is merciful. That he judge and brings justice and righteousness to this world. Glory in the fact that in the name of Jesus today, by his grace, through faith, we are saved. Glory in that fact. In 19, for those football fans... And I know there are many watching. For those football fans, in 1929, at the Rose Bowl, and as Joan Coleman is watching, I know that you were there. In 1929, at the Rose Bowl, the California Golden Bears square off against Georgia Tech Jello Jackets and provided one of the most famous plays in college football history. In the second quarter, the California play, player, Roy Regals, recovered a fumble. But instead of running or advancing it towards in, in the right dir- direction, he got confused and began running toward his own zone, end zone. A teammate finally stopped him at the goal line. But the two point Georgia Tech score following Ronway Regals' mistake as it was called, proved the winning margin in the game. Many times, as believers, we make the mistake by thinking that we can face the world and even move toward, toward it without adverse consequences. We think that since we're not yet too close, we are fine. But the truth of the matter is this, folks. The direction in which we are pointed tells the story of where we will end up. Let me repeat this. The direction in which we are pointed tells the story of where we will end up. Remember Lot? When Lot decided to separate from Abraham he chose the land that looked greener for his cattle, have water for his cattle. In fact, he have two cities where he could come. He could commerce and it was the most beautiful land. But those two cities was Sodom and Gomorrah. And soon you will see Lot taking his stand closer and closer to those two wicked si- si- cities. And then not only living close but he end up living in the city Someone so that he ended up being one of the judge in, judges of the city because he will sit at the gate of the city. And he went as far with his, with his relationship with this city that he called the men of this city, as wicked as they were, brothers. I guarantee that at the beginning, in that moment, when we were making that decision, Lot did not plan to end that way. And you know the rest of the story, what happened with his wife, what happened with his daughters, and the two, the two nations that came out of his loins. At the beginning, he did not plan to end that way. But the direction in which we are pointed tell the story of where we will end up. Romans chapter 8, is it what, please? Romans chapter 8. Verse 5, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. What is it that you mind the most? The things of the flesh or the things of the spirit? Galatians chapter 5, verse verse. 17. Galatians chapter 5, verse 17. We read. For the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one of another, so that you cannot do the thing that you would. Verse 25, that same chapter. Is we live in the spirit, let us also walk. In this spirit, what it is that draw us and draw our heart? We ought to be honest with ourselves to understand and to know that our heart is desperate wicked, and we do need to come to God often. And is some and it many times is necessary and it's needful for us to be and to have a change of direction. Going back to Acts chapter 16, in verse 10 and following, Acts chapter 16, verse 10 and following, it says, And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for us to preach the gospel unto them. Two things I want to say there. Number one, there was immediate obedience. Immediate obedience. Paul obeyed the vision. There was no hesitance. He didn't hesitate, question, doubt. The clear will of God was given to him and he obeyed. The second thing I want to mention there is that the help that they know and they knew it was necessary to give to the people of Macedonia was the gospel of Jesus Christ you know it's good to help people and we help in different ways and we can help in different ways if they need if they're thirsty give them something to drink if they're hungry give them to eat if they is they're cold dress them provide us what is possible provide um, clothing and and, and shelter But the most important help we can give to anyone is to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. The opportunity to listen to the good news that Jesus saved. Any other help pale in comparison to this. They went into this area. Let's continue um, reading verse 11. Therefore, losing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samotracia and the next day to Neapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony. And we were in that city abiding certain days. This area that they went in is still known today as the gateway to Europe. Up to that point in history, the gospel had just been limited to Asia Minor. And many credit Paul and this team by heeding to the Macedonian call with the spread of the gospel into Europe and all the Western world. And you know, much happened in Macedonia. Much happened there. The first person that was converted there was Lydia, a woman a very influential um, woman. Then there was the deliverance of a fortune-telling slave girl that that took and caused Paul and Silas to be thrown into prison, the imprisonment in Philippi. And that then um, caused the conversion of the jailer and and his entire household creating then the first group of believers, the church there in Philippi. Then Paul went to Athens to preach in the Areopagus, that great message to the unknown God. Three churches was planted during this trip. Local bodies were, were established in Philippi, Thessalonica, and Corinth. These churches were important in the growth of the early church and enjoy a long-term relationship with the apostle. Five of her New Testament epistles were written to these three churches. The history of the church and of the world was forever changed because of the God-given dream and call known of the Macedonian call. That change of direction, order by God. This move, Paul and his missionary team from the continent of Asia to the continent of Europe. The wisdom and the greatness of God, his plan was beginning to unfold. In, the, in Paul's mind, he, was just gonna, he just wanted to reach a few cities in his region. But God wanted to give Paul a continent to win for Jesus Christ. Change of direction. How much do I need to be in tune, connected, and ready to change direction when the spirit moves in my life? There isn't a mystic um, expectation of this. The formula is always clear. Is through prayer and the word of God. Laying aside my plans is necessary. Putting aside my will. To follow what the spirit says. To set my heart in the direction where God talks. To put myself In the direction of his spirit. Condemning the rule of the flesh in my life. A change of direction. Maybe tonight you know you need a change of direction for your marriage. Maybe tonight you know you need that change of direction in your life. Perhaps tonight you know the path you're going through is all decision based and Self-advancement. Perhaps you know that the decisions you've been been taking are just carnal and self-centered. Perhaps you are not even yet consider the weight of the gospel in your life and in the decision you're about to make. God help us to be standing in the right place where the beam of the message from his Holy Spirit will be will not be missed in our hearts. Would you be open to this? Will your heart be open to this? Who knows? What great thing, great plan God can accomplish by our obedience, by my obedience, by me willing to change direction. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as the hymn says, he leadeth me, O blessed thought. even through the paths of difficulties, that yes, it is a possibility that the Spirit will lead us into that. But if it does, let it be for your honor and your glory. If the Spirit lead us into adversity, let it be for the advancement of your gospel. If the Spirit lead us into poverty, let it be by giving others the opportunity to come into know Christ. Help us, Father, and forgive us in any way we have not been standing and listening or pointing our heart in the direction that we ought to. Forgive us, Father, if there's been self-centeredness and a lack of wisdom on our part but help us to realize it's so important for all life and your purpose for us and even as a church to be standing in the right place where we can listen clearly to what the Spirit say, to be sensitive to that. Thank you, God, that you still lead us today. And thank you, God, that your word says that you order the steps of a good man, that you will instruct and teach and guide with your eye as we trust you. Thank you that you're the one that go before us. Bless us in the rest of this night and in the beginning of this week. Help us to be a blessing and go before us in all the opportunities ahead. Bless everyone that is watching also. Special blessing for their faithfulness. I pray in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.